Attention listener, be advised. This podcast contains a one-hour one-off. The action inside has been compressed to dangerous levels. Expect chaos to ensue. Pushing a tabletop game into less than 60 minutes may well leave your local time-space continuum severely distorted. Do not try this at home. Side effects may include excessive fun, discarded rules, and death. With all that said, no experience is required to listen to this recording. Humor not included. So they keep unplugging the microwave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do they keep unplugging the microwave for? I imagine to discourage use. Oh, like the public one? Yep, and every time- because the microwave is nailed down. (laughs) See, so they can't just (laughs) carry it away unless they unscrew it and put it into storage. That's hilarious. So, right, and then there would just be like screw holes in the kitchen counter, <laughs> the kitchen and that's counter. like a hassle to clean. That's because like shit gets in them. So instead, the cable has been unplugged and then tucked behind the microwave, and in response to that, the cable was untucked and plugged back in. And today, I was in the kitchen filling my kettle, and it not only had it been unplugged, it had been like thoroughly knotted and placed behind the microwave again. <laughs> that's pretty. Funny. So I'm just waiting to see the next stage. Of escalation. I think like, they're just gonna cut it. <laughs> what? They're just gonna cut it eventually. Yeah. Cut the microwave cord? Cut the cord, yeah. Oh boy. It's it's like a plug though. I think it's attached to the microwave. That would be like, oh, I need to work on the insulation. I'm gonna cut this cord with scissors. <laughs> Fair. Alright, well, what are we really doing here, guys? Filling the air with banter? Well, that is the correct answer, Derek. I more meant, why are we all sitting in recording booths right now? Welcome to One Hour One-Offs. Here we are, guys. Who's our DM today? I forgot. That's me. Who's our player today? I forgot. It's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm actually really excited for this episode. Um, As am I. Should we should we reveal the... <laughs> should we pull back the curtain? Or, I, or should we leave that for post-show? Obviously. Transparency is the way, you know? Alright. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... This is our second attempt at recording this episode. We had some technical difficulties last time. Uh, An entire half of the audio, all of the DM audio, was lost. And, well, we will hold on to the lost audio from that. And there's a chance we'll throw it up on, like, a a Patreon goal at some point. If you want to see all of our, like, bloopers and outtakes, that'll probably end up there. Um, Every time Alex says, um, it gets space boosted. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be a th- <laughs> wow. like it just ramps up throughout the episode, you know. That'd be very funny, um, and unlistenable by the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to tell us where we are? Right, dear listeners. Tonight we find ourselves in modern Chicago, though not as we know it, at a mansion by a river, in control of a vampire. That's right, tonight it's Vampire the Masquerade. Before we begin in earnest tonight, there are some names and people I need to introduce. First, the Kindred. These are vampires, effectively. 
just with a slightly more interesting word for the setting. Ghouls are those they have hypnotized or otherwise enthralled to their service. Following that, we have the vampire clans used tonight. We have the character Ephialis, representing the haughty and aristocratic Toreador. We have the dark and inquisitive Herr Mingle, representing your more archetypal La Sombra, the cast-no-shadow-cold-room type. We have our deranged and erratic Demonis, representing the deranged and erratic Malkavians. I have been told that Alex will be representing the Nosferatu, but I do not know his character yet. The final clan we have represented tonight are the Zemisi, Flesh Shapers and Blood Magicians, here represented by Vitiate. And finally, at some point, I will allude to a Giovanni. They were a merchant clan back in Italy until their founder managed to steal power, effectively from a more senior vampire, and split to become a clan in their own right. So, without further ado, Alex, what are we allowed to know about your character going in? Well, to follow the rules of the Masquerade, which is the set of rules, or the, kind of the code that yeah. I guess vampires follow, to hide their identities from mortals. I will not be revealing my character's true name, but only the name she goes by in Vampire High Society. Everybody, I would like to introduce you to Lady Karma and her ward slash ghoul, Charles Smithson. Lady Karma fancies herself a little bit of a information broker. She likes to collect rumors and whispers from her vampire hair salon that she runs on the side. She's been publicly kicked out of politics before, but secretly desires to rise once again to the top. Um, oh, also, instead of a sexy vampire, she's a ugly sad vampire because something went wrong when she got turned. Big frowny face. Ugly nose for us to go and then what's our what's our little thing we do at the beginning again? Like, dislike, goal? Fear. Fear. Well, if uh, Lady Karma were to introduce herself, I think that she would say that she very much enjoys the subtly finer things in life. Uh, you know, a nice glass of blood on an evening night, the screams of mortals echoing throughout a cold stone hallway. You know. Dislikes are mortals, <laughs> especially pretty ones. I have been left very bitter by my transformation and don't much enjoy seeing what was taken from me worn by the face of those lesser than me. As for my goals, I believe that it was introduced earlier, this uh, rise to the top and all of that. I will soon, very soon... Be regaining my place at the top of the ladder, so to speak, instead of being forced to live in the sewers, as I have been. As for a fear, I fear the one who turned me, the one who transformed me into this thing. He is very powerful indeed, and very old, and while I have managed to stay away from his wrath this long, I do fear what would happen if he were to discover me. All right. 
And, like that, we see Lady Karma strolling with Charles. Charles, yes. Yes. Up to a rather nice mansion. Modern layout and design, vaguely Greco-Roman-inspired facade, through a set of large oak double doors on this lightly cloudy night. Into a well-designed foyer, spiral staircase at the back, kitchen to the left, gaming lounge to the right, or that is, of the staircase, some sort of sitting area on your immediate left and a study on your right. In the center, you see 11 humans just wandering around, cowering, no doubt, under their vampire masters. A well-dressed vampire, by his look, you might guess, something along the lines of a Toreador, Mm. arguing with a slightly more disheveled, slightly more intense, frankly, almost rabbit-eyed-looking vampire. Would I, uh, would I feel blood rage from this uh, from this vampire? No, he doesn't look blood rage. He just looks Pissed little off. on the edge. Uh, I understand. Also, a, a small aside, I've been doing a southern accent, but I'm supposed to be English. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after you enter and take in the scene, yeah. the door slams shut behind you and a tall pale vampire who notably enough casts no shadow and you feel almost noticeably colder standing near him dressed in a black trench coat begins ah sadly our host is not with us but guten abend to all of you of course you know who i am or i should hope you do it has come to my attention that one of you is harboring the Schitzfeiner Magier in here, and I will find them. If any of you can bring evidence, founded accusations, or proof of this to me, you will be rewarded. If no one is forthcoming, I will be forced to take the knife to all of you. The mage will be made into a public display, as well as whomever is found hiding it. You have one hour before the interrogations begin. He takes himself into the study, or not the study, the sitting area nearby. So, yeah, Lady Karma is going... So, first, the camera pans back from the closed door to Lady Karma. She's wearing a fine black uh, Victorian-era bridal gown-looking thing. It's a little... It's a little... Um, what's the word? Uh, practicalized, though. It's It doesn't have a train. It's all a little more form-fitting and a little more movable in. Uh, and she also wears a black veil that hides uh, all of her features. Standing next to her, Charles wears a gray beanie and a black bandana around his face. He is carrying a leather briefcase and wearing uh, a trench coat. She is going to bustle towards the humans and their handlers. 
moving, or not bustle, actually, she's going to elegantly move uh, across the foyer to them. Uh, specifically the Toreador. Well, what, what was that? I thought tonight was supposed to be merriment. I had gotten, well, I'd gotten myself all worked up. Oh, well, of course, so had all of us, well, except for the Malkavian, who was, for some reason, invited to join us, and all bothered to look decent, but... Well, I suppose it can't be helped in this period of strife that... What, is it, what does he call himself? Herr Mingle would crash this party. Yes, I, I guess we only should have expected it, but... Well, I just had had such high hopes for the evening. As had... He glances pointedly at... The one he had dismissed as Malkavian. Most of us. <laughs> uh, and just to be clear, he's referring to the one who made the statements and walked off into the sitting room, right? No, um, the Malkavian is the one he was arguing with. The one he called right. Malkavian was what? yeah. Right, right. Yes, indeed. Well, if you'll please excuse me, I wouldn't like to bother myself too much with these goings-ons. Of course, of course. No, you're just off to hide your mage, aren't you? <laughs> Follow me if you like. As tempting a prospect as that is, I'm afraid I have matters with a larger asshole than you. <laughs> oh, I know you don't mean that. Anyway, charming company, of course, charming. And I bustle past him, uh, dragging Charles by his bandana, which he, he like, moves very quickly along with, um, trying to keep it, like, as flat down around his face as possible. Um, is there, like, a quiet corner that I can speak to Charles in? Uh, yes, there's the currently empty gaming lounge and study. Yeah, I'm going to drag him into there glance behind me, make sure we are alone and out of earshot, and then I'm going to, like, kind- I'm gonna lean- is there, like, a billiards table? Yeah. I'm gonna- yeah. I'm gonna lean on the billiards table and, like, scrape my nails under his chin in a gesture that might look, like, seductive or sexual to observers, but what I am actually doing is scraping my nails at the base of the large bolt that runs from the bottom of Charles's jaw to the top of his head that I put there to prevent him from talking to other people. Um, Charles himself is best described as looking like uh, Viggo Morrison, uh, specifically from Lord of the Rings. And the reason she put the bolt there is he's very pretty, and she hates that. She thought he was going to turn into an ugly vampire too, and he didn't. Big tear. Well, Charles, it looks like you might be useful tonight after all. Please keep an eye on things down here for me. If you see or hear anything, you know how to find me. And that Malkavian seemed quite in distress. If you see him in particular, please tail him. I'll be upstairs. And she's gonna leave him there and head up the staircase. All right. On your left, you see what is likely some form of master bedroom or the like. On your right, immediately to your right, you see 
a room that, while it does have a door that's slightly ajar, it's covered with curtains in that theatrical style. Hmm. And you can hear music. Clearly a vinyl or classical recording instrument. Um, wafting through the open door. You can't make out the exact piece, but it's clearly Beethoven, Bach. Hmm, yeah. Um, I am going to attempt to peek through the open door without being detected. Alright, uh, give me... I'm gonna call that Perception and Stealth. So for those of you who don't know how Vampire works, you have various attributes at various ratings, and you add your rank in that with your similarly ranked skill to get the number of dice you roll. Yep, so I will be rolling... Uh, well, Lady Karma will be rolling four dice here. Difficulty six. Two hits. Yep. So yeah, you're not... Or at least you don't think you're seen. Mm. You yeah. open the door slightly. Uh, Lady Karma checks both ways first. <laughs> and then opens the door. Fair enough. Um, you push open the door quietly. See a dimly lit room, and along the back you can make out some portraits, paintings, clearly original oil work. Some bottles of wine here and there, and various states of openness and emptiness. Mm. But... It's what's in the center of the room that really catches your attention. Grotesqueries of flesh. Warped in bizarre, statuesque ways that are made of stitched together pieces of limbs and the like. To your horror, some of the flesh even seems to be kindred. <sighs> Lady Karma shivers in disgust. She's quite misformed herself and therefore takes particular distaste towards other vampires like treating grotesqueness as like she thinks she she doesn't like the the flesh shapers because they look nice and make other things ugly and aren't forced to be ugly themselves makes sense um so she shudders and has to suppress a little anger at seeing all of this. Is there anyone in the room? Yes. There is a vampire who... His outfit looks like it belongs with a suit, but currently does not have the jacket. Mm. Who is busy shaping away uh, some form of fountain in the center of the room. Okay. Um, I'm going to back up, kind of dust myself off, uh, try and, like, pull myself up into a very dainty position, and then I am just going to burst right in. Alright, um, roll me charisma and etiquette to, like, dress yourself up. Alright. I get seven dice for this. Whew. Difficulty six. Three successes? Three hits, yeah. Yeah. Or actually, sorry, one of those is a one, so two. Oh, right. Right, right. Um, yeah, you managed to make yourself look okay. not revolted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I come in with a with a look of um, 
Just like wistful curiosity. My. I've really gotta lose the southern. Why? What, uh, what music is this? Uh, it's... Beethoven, I believe. I, I only really listen to it in passing, but even then, it's only the classics I can stand. It is always nice to find another kindred of taste. Oh, of course. Nice to see one that isn't revolted by my art. Why? Why, how could I be? I'm a little different myself. And she waves the uh, the veil back and forth just enough that, like, her, like, molted and, and kind of stretched thin skin around her neck and chin is visible. Ah. Uh, unfortunate. Mm. I prefer to think of it as different. Fair enough. I suppose, given what I create, I cannot judge one altered. Did you hear about the goings-on downstairs? Oh, yes. The Lissombra come to crash the party. Thinks there's some mage out here. I heard. Well, I guess I really shouldn't say. Oh no, but what did you hear? Hmm. Can I... Hmm. No, no, I'm not gonna roll yet. Well, just a... A small rumor, I guess you would call it. Ah, but in my time with the kindred, I have found that smaller rumors can be all the more fun. Little... Accent pieces, people notice more than the work itself, really. I just thought it was a little odd how the Malkavian reacted when oh. the German came in. Oh, I wouldn't put much stock in that. He is a Malkavian, what do you expect? The one before him who seized power went mad. He is clearly mad. They are all... Two or one. Mad. So you don't think he has the mage? Tries to look a little scared at that. Can I roll another? That'd be like performance? Mm. Or ex expression? Manipulance and I'm going to say empathy. Okay, okay. So where's empathy, empathy? Okay. Another six die. Difficulty seven. All right, another three hits. All right. Yeah, you managed to convincingly look, perhaps unnerved. Yeah. You you don't think the Malkavian could be the one with the mage? I said he was mad. I didn't say he was above suspicion. If anything, his madness damns him more. Hmm. That's true. I well. I do hope they find whoever this is quickly. Of course. Well, say, say what you will about the German. Yeah, he does his work well. It's why there was a civil war after the Malkavian fell and the Nosferatu who aided him seize power was banished. I'm gonna make myself... I'm, I, can, I think that's... I think... Would this be... 
wit's performance or expression to not look pissed off about the Nosferatu comment? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, what's my difficulty here? Mm, probably eight. I, I'd say the Nosferatu being involved with the coup and then subsequently being outed before the Civil War even properly broke is a bit of a sore spot. Yeah. Uh, one. I got one hit. I see hit. one hit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say your anger rises to the fore a little bit. You don't look, like, pissed, more of just kind of a... Mm. <laughs> yeah. I won't comment on all of that, but... Oh, right, yes. You, you know Svaratu are sore about him. I, I remember now. Yeah, she no, gives him no a bit of a... was intended. She gives him a bit of a, a grimace at that. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. As I, as I have seen, buffoonery knows no clan. That, she says, is certainly true. Well, regardless, who do you think would be holding the mage? I mean, it couldn't be... Well, well, I, I guess I really don't know if even, if even the Malkavian isn't above suspicion. Well, I keep my stock down below the kitchen... To another kindred of taste, I might could even be convinced to show them. To show that, of course, none of them could be the filth. And it's probably on either the Toreador or the Malkavian. One of the two. Given how they fight and bicker, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them were trying to frame the other and no one actually had the mage. Well. Or it could be a power grab by Mingle, for all we know. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. You Did you say you had a stock downstairs? All of this conniving and scheming is rather too much for me. It's tiring me out a bit. Oh, yes, yes. I, I keep a, a small herd caged up in the basement for whenever I need blood or something more solid. Yes, I didn't, didn't dine before coming. I assumed it would be... <laughs> Bit of a feast here, but... Oh, of course. I had hors d'oeuvres planned, but... What are you going to do? Yes, well, it's in a basement under the kitchen, if you wish to see. Yes, yes, I... Please, lead the way. He takes you out of the gallery, down the stairs. Also, no roll needed. I am starving. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, takes you down the stairs. Not quickly, but urgently, perhaps, moves you mm. into the kitchen past an argument between the Toreador and the Malkavian that seems very close to coming to blows. Mm. So... You make out the phrase damned thief and filthy liar. Um, do I see Charles? He is observing them intently. Okay, yeah. Um... I'm going to rest my hand on, um, actually, I don't think I got this person's name. Uh, you might know him. This is the owner of the mansion, as Ah. So I'm going to put my hand on Vishit's arm. Uh, would you excuse me for just a moment? I have to speak to my ghoul. Of course. Make sure he behaves himself and all of that, you know? Yes, always best to keep an eye on lessers. (laughs) I will be eyeing the herd. Be down in just a moment, and I'll head over to Charles. Um, I'm going to once again do that 
like scrape under his chin thing, but this time I'm gonna grab the bolt between a few of my nails and just like twist it slightly tighter as I'm talking to him. Now listen here. I growl at him. This may be the shot we've been waiting for. The damned fools are all doing the power grab here and now, and they don't suspect anyone but each other. Keep an eye on the two idiots arguing in the foyer. But if you see an opportunity, the stairs are shadowed, and I give him a pointed glance, and the master bedroom and study will be empty as long as I'm downstairs. Um, and I am referring to the fact that Charles has the ability, I think, it's not called Obfuscate, that's what I wrote down, but it's the wrong one, it's called, like, Obfeasance or something. Mm, it's, I know, yeah. I know the pool. Yeah. Um, so he is, if he is standing in deep shadow, he can become completely invisible. Um, so he is going to, the intent is he's going to observe the fight as long as possible, and then go search the master bedroom and, uh, and study that Vishit was in. Okay. Yep. Um, should I just roll for him doing that? And then you can know what he will have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that would, would that be, so perception? I was going to say wits. Okay. Oh, he also has to spend his blood point. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll say wits and stealth. Okay, wits and stealth. Uh, is this for both? Yeah. All right. What's my difficulty? Um, six. Come on, Charles. Yeah. I see three. Four hits. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I don't... We, we don't know what happened there, but Charles does some sneaking. Charles does some sneaking. And after having that conversation with him... Yeah, so so sorry, actually. Yeah, she's slowly turning the bolt in as he speaks. As she speaks, he grits his teeth and nods, um, incapable of speech, probably makes, like, a grunting noise of affirm affirmation, and then she will glide off towards the basement. So, yes, you go through the kitchen. There's a relatively obvious ladder in the back. Mm, yeah. You go down there and you see Vishit waiting for you. On the right of the basement, there is... Basically looks like a blood donation center by way of, of a soft drink machine. Interesting, got it. That backs up to appear onto a private dock on the river. Mm. On the left, you see a very well-maintained wine cellar. That backs up to the wall, and there is jo and there is joined with a small pen holding ten cowering humans. Can I attempt to find a particular like a wine nice enough that it might like distract him? Basically, like either with the fact that I was able to find it, or like with some story about like oh well this vintage. Wits etiquette. Okay. Difficulty eight. Not because it's difficult to find mind, he just has a very good collection. Mm -hmm. Gotta get the right one. Good thing I have seven dice for this. Oh. <laughs> uh, ooh. ooh, that's not good. I fail. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I almost crit failed. 
Do you not? I thought I it was only crit fail if I wiped all the dice. I see two ones. I got three ones and no successes, but I'm left with this three. So I don't have net ones. Okay, okay. I think is so you need to have net ones to, to crit okay. fail, I believe. You, you grab, uh, by the standards of this collection, okay, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I, I decide time is worth more than yeah. this advantage, and I, I end up grabbing a bottle and bringing it over. He eyes the bottle. Oh, can you actually drink? Few these days seem to be able to. Why, yes, it's uh, one of the few pleasures I can partake in more than most. Good. It's very good to be able to appreciate the finer things, especially when it is one of so few produced by, he gestures to his herb, these. <laughs> Indeed. Mortals have uh, few uses, but dare I say, wine might make up for all of it. <laughs> uh, perhaps, perhaps. I don't know. Blood and flesh are pleasures all their own, though. Indeed, indeed, but a pig grows blood and flesh, yet can't make wine. That's true, that is very true. Do you prefer the blood, or do you have any favorite organs? She, so, yeah, she has... Uh, Lady Karma has done this thing where she lifts up and pins her veil half up so that only her mouth is revealed mm. to drink and eat and stuff. Um, and she grins, bearing her sharp animalistic teeth. I find myself quite partial to heart, liver. The cage the cattle are in. I say cattle, humans are in. <laughs> Bit in character there as a DM. Um, goes up to about the collarbone on most of them. Mm. So with a so almost effortlessly, he grabs one by the head, wrenches them off the ground, slams them onto the metal table in front of the cage. Mm. Do you want to cut first, or should I? Well, I'll... Oh. If you're offering, I'll have a bit of a taste, but it is your stock after all. And she's going to take one sharp nail and drag it deep down one arm, just like scooping up some blood and flesh into it, and then pop into her mouth and lick it clean, and then kind of bow back to him. He smiles, picks up one of the glasses for the wine, puts it under the human's wrist, uses... A fingernail you notice almost purposefully sharpened mm. slashes the wrist. Vampire coke nail. <laughs> Vampire coke nail. <laughs> Drains the blood into the glass. Slowly sips. Ah, I found fresh is always better. I must find I quite agree. I hope you don't mind if I get a little messy while I eat. By all means, by all means. I prefer not to watch inelegant blood, blood splatter, so I will be smoking by the dock. Indeed. And yes, I have uh, what is called, I have the conspicuous consumption and infectious bite flaws, 
so the wounds I cause do not heal, and I uh, have to eat lots of flesh to properly feed. Nice. Um, so I, yeah, so camera cuts to the floor under the table, and there is crunching and grinding and screams, and then the screams stop, and it is just the slow drip of blood off the table, pooling on the floor. And we see, uh, yeah, the it pans slowly back up, quick enough over the body we can't see the details of it, but there's clearly, like, a large hole in one side of the chest cavity. Um, and Lady Karma dress appearing untouched, aside from a few spots of flesh, all the the black just hides all the bloodstains, <laughs> um, <laughs> walks over to the dock and is going to begin washing her face and hands in the river. Yeah, as you start your washing, the <laughs> you can faintly hear the sound of bickering coming from the ladder. Mm. <laughs> and eventually, the Toreador and Malkavian find their way down. No, I don't care what it is that you claim, Demonis. I did not steal from you. I simply happened to find him wandering the streets. No, of course you stole him from me. My herd was six. Yours was four. It grew when he went missing. (laughs) And Lady Karma is gonna give the biggest eye roll of all time to the river. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the uh, Vitiate flicks his cigarette away, and you notice his head just sort of slide into his hand. Oh, the idiots found the cellar. Now I have to deal with this. I, uh, hope you don't mind. I'll stay. I think I might need a bit more washing up, I say to him with a bit of a grin. Of course. Just glad they didn't spoil the meal as well. And he, does he turn and leave? Yeah. The second he does, I, like, my, I go from, like, fake grin, laughing eyes, steely gaze, and I'm going to cast a spell. Um, I have thaumaturgy, which is blood magic, and I can use some of my blood to see the past in surfaces of water. All right. Um, so I will spend a blood point. Can I borrow the pencil? Yes. Uh, and I make a wits perception check, and the degree of my success is how far back in time I can see. All right. Um, I believe it's just generic difficulty. That would make sense. Um, so that's... I think generic is five. That makes sense. I was, I was between five and six. Wits. Where's perception? Oh, oh, wits perception doesn't make sense. It would... It must be wits a cult. No, perception occult. That's what it is. Okay. There we go. There we go. Um, All right. One hit. I can see up to 24 hours. Oh, no. No hits. Ooh. Okay. Um, So I think I just waste time. Um, Yeah. But I am going to spend another blood point and try again if I can. Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say you spend a few minutes trying at this. Yeah distracted by the blood flesh cherub that has been put in as a water feature on the dock. 
<laughs> and before you can try again, you are brought out of your train of thought by... Mm. I don't give a bloody fuck what it is you think Demonis has done by commissioning this whatever trifle you happen to be bothered with mage bone atrocity of yours. It's not mage bone, only the centerpieces. I don't care. Um, yeah, at this, Lady Karma is going to decide that this conversation is probably more important than information she may be able to get from the spell, and is gonna kind of rise, um, pull her- so, yeah, to, to bleed, she made, like, a small puncture wound about midway up her forearm, and she's just gonna pull her sleeve back down over that to hide it, um, I guess I could just spend another blood point to heal. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, and she's gonna walk over. Mage bone, did you say? My goodness. Who could possibly be that affluent as to commission such a work? So we have encountered an issue that we have not encountered before. This file was too big to upload in a single go, so we had to split it into two. The rest of it is over in the second half of the episode. Go check it out there.